Welcome back to the Morgan Stanley Ideas podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Miltite. Season four will be starting soon, but for now, we're kicking things off with a bonus episode in honor of New York City Climate Week. Throughout Climate Week, businesses, nonprofits, government officials, scientists, and innovators discuss the current state of climate change and how to drive the future of climate action. For Morgan Stanley, thinking about the future of climate change means thinking about ESG, the environmental, social, and governance factors that go into every company valuation and investment. And at Morgan Stanley, there's a whole team dedicated to ESG research. So many sustainability topics are really fundamental to to day-to-day life. I really think that uh, for every consumer, these topics, they can't be ignored. They've got to be addressed uh, and, and really done so in an authentic manner. That's Jessica Olsford, Managing Director and Head of Sustainability Research at Morgan Stanley. Today, we're going to spend the whole episode talking to Jessica about her research. Throughout our conversation, she'll answer this question. How is climate change impacting everyone from investors to large corporations to consumers like you? So for people who aren't in your world, I mean, what does your day-to-day look like on the job? Sure. So I sit within our equity research department. And so I'm essentially writing investment research for our clients who are institutional investors. And so in my role within sustainability research, everything we write has an aspect of an either environmental or social or governance topic. Uh, But essentially, we're providing investment research ideas to clients. You just mentioned the three words, but how would you describe ESG to somebody who has never heard of that? So ESG stands for Environment, Social and Governance. And really what it's trying to achieve is making sure that investors, in addition to looking at traditional inputs for investment decisions, are also thinking about some of these topics and how they could potentially impact the investment decisions that they're coming to. Now, it might be under environment, it might be things like water scarcity or climate change. For social, it might be about the changing nature of the workforce. And for governance, it could be about the shareholder base or the the board independence. Talk a little bit about how much climate change affects your work. So I would say that climate change is the most frequently discussed topic amongst uh, the investors that we speak to. It's an interesting topic because it is ongoing, but it's also really not something that's immediately impacting share prices every day. Uh, But it is something that more and more business models are having to think about in terms of how they adjust and adapt. Uh, And it's also presenting real risks uh, to investments over a medium to long term. Yeah, tell me when investors discuss it with you, what are they concerned about? So it really depends on the sector or the the individual company that the investor is wanting to discuss. So I don't know, if you take the autos industry, for example, then thinking about climate change and how it's impacting regulation for CO2 emissions, that has a a real uh, impact in terms of how this requires autos companies to really develop new types of cars. And I I guess oil and gas is the other obvious one that that sticks out. 
those businesses are fundamentally about extracting fossil fuels from the ground. And so there's a, a lot of debate thinking about how is climate change going to be addressed by various governments? What could the regulation mean? What about if you do see the auto industry moving much more towards EV? What does this do for the demand for oil and gas? And therefore, what does this mean for the, the future strategies of some of those big oil and gas companies? And what about industries with less obvious ties to climate change, things that people might not think about on the surface? So if you might take just technology in general, there's so much requirement for data and so huge amounts of data centres being constructed using incremental energy themselves. Uh, and, and what does this mean under a, a climate change scenario, particularly when you do need a huge amount of cooling facilities to, to make sure that these data centres run properly? So whichever sector you're looking at, really, there is some uh, implications from a, a climate change perspective. Yeah, I'm really interested in the data one because I only just thought about that recently. I mean, what are the implications? That's something that's invisible, that we all increasingly just rely on our phones and every device in the house. And of course, all that is happening in the background at huge data centres that are churning out or using a tonne of energy. Yeah, they're definitely very energy intensive. I think what's uh, hopeful, though, is that you are seeing some of the, the large data using companies making quite strategic decisions in terms of powering these data centers using renewable energy or indeed locating them in colder climates where they can take advantage of natural cooling system, which again requires less water usage, but also less power. Uh, and so I, I do think that there are options available. So these businesses can exist, but without necessarily causing incremental negative impacts for climate change. I know we've been talking about climate change and how that's affected all these sectors. What about the other way around? I mean, how are certain sectors affecting solutions to climate change? The utility sector is probably one of the, the most important in terms of the switch away from fossil fuel-based power generation towards renewable forms of energy. And there's definitely growing evidence that the economics of renewables are becoming increasingly attractive, which will help to accelerate this shift uh, and therefore the, reduce the amount of carbon being emitted through power generation. I also think the auto sector plays a massive role in trying to reduce the risk of climate change. Transport is a huge emitter of carbon, of CO2, and being able to move away from diesel or gasoline engines and actually towards electric vehicles is obviously going to play a, a massive role. Uh, but you actually need the two to work together. So it's no good just switching away from combustion engine to electric vehicle if the power that's being generated uh, for the electricity is also fueled by coal. So having the combination of a utilities transition towards renewable energy and an auto's shift away from the traditional engine to an EV together is quite a powerful combination. And if you, I mean, maybe you do in your everyday life, you come across somebody who just isn't interested in sustainable investing. They're not 
into it. They don't think it's important. I mean, what do you say to convince them to invest more sustainably? We think about sustainable investing in the broadest sense. So it's about investing in companies where they're going to be able to generate sustainable growth and sustainable returns. And so all of these topics we're looking at because we really believe that they can have an impact on the way that a business operates and on the returns that they'll be generating for shareholders in years to come. So it isn't about pigeonholing it and making it a niche style of investing, but really it makes sense for all investors to be considering this range of incremental factors uh, when making their investment decisions. What about the future of ESG? What does the future of ESG look like, do you think? I think we've certainly reached a point now where ESG is a terminology that the vast majority of investors are really familiar with, and it's something that they are incorporating in some way into investment decisions. It will be helped by having companies report more data, which can then be analysed. More comparisons can be made, trends can be uh, discussed. I also think we'll see more specific product coming to market. So new funds being launched, which are really focused on the companies that are generating the, the positive financial impact and returns for investors, but doing it in a way which also creates that positive environmental and social impact as well. And what about non-investors or people who aren't in, in that world? I mean, why should these considerations, why do these considerations matter for people everywhere? So many sustainability topics are really fundamental to day-to-day to -day life. I think one of the biggest challenges is actually the complex supply chains and value chains that all the products that consumers buy and use are involved with. And actually, as a consumer, when you go to a shop and you purchase some food or you purchase a clothing item, it's not necessarily obvious uh, the impact that some of those products may be having on the environment or from a social perspective. Uh, now, obviously, we don't expect consumers to be thinking about it all the time, but depending on how climate change actually materialises, is going to have repercussions for food production and therefore how much people are going to have to pay when they go to the supermarket on a weekly basis. So I really think that uh, for every consumer, these topics, they can't be ignored. They've got to be addressed uh, and, and really done so in an authentic manner. Jessica, thanks so much for doing that. That's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Morgan Stanley Ideas podcast. We'll be back with season four soon. Until then, if you want to listen to our previous episodes, you can head to morganstanley.com slash ideas. I'm Ashley Milne-Tite. Thanks again for listening.